Laura Root is showing me pictures in a 25-year-old photo album. She's stopped on a group shot where some of the people are dressed all in white. The man and his wife are getting ready to be baptized. We taught them and they wanted to become members of the church. Root went to Brazil in 1991 as a missionary for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. You know, the Mormons. She looks back on that time as one of the happiest in her life. I had something very important that I was doing. I was sharing an important message about Jesus Christ with people. So every day seemed filled with purpose and meaning. 25 years after her mission, Ruth's church is still central to her life. I am LDS and that's a big part of who I am and a big part of my identity. I'm also gay. I'm Adam Cotterell, and this is Some of the Parts, a podcast from Boise State Public Radio. In this show, we focus on small groups of people that make up Idaho. Mormons are not a small group in Idaho. A quarter of the people in this state identify as LDS, according to the venerable Gallup Polling Company. Gallup also says just 3 or 4% of the total U.S. population identifies as gay. A little back-of-the-napkin math using those numbers would get you maybe 16,000 gay Mormons in Idaho. But two and a half years ago, Laura Root thought there was just one. At first, I thought I was probably the only gay Mormon that there was, so I felt very alone. It's not hard to find gay ex-Mormons. In the past, gay Mormons mostly remained in the closet or left this church that many in the LGBT community see as hostile to them. But Root is part of a small but apparently growing number of openly gay Mormons who want to remain active members of their church. So what does the Mormon church have to say about being gay? About 20 years ago, the church released a document called The Family, A Proclamation to the World. Here's then-church president Gordon B. Hinckley reading from the proclamation in a meeting broadcast to LDS churches around the world. God has commanded that the sacred powers of procreation are to be employed only between man and woman lawfully wedded as husband and wife. And a little later... Marriage between man and woman is essential to his eternal plan. And towards the end... We warn that the disintegration of the family will bring upon individuals, communities, and nations the calamities foretold by ancient and modern prophets. I hear that as same-sex marriage will bring about the apocalypse. A lot of Mormons view this proclamation as just a step or two down from Scripture. Maybe not carved in stone by the finger of God, but, well, one of the first things you'll see if you go into my parents' house is the proclamation carved into an expensive-looking slab of wood, I'm guessing with a laser because the writing is tiny and really precise. As I told Laura Root when we first met, I was raised Mormon, went on a mission, but left the church about 15 years ago. I don't have any resentment toward the church. It just wasn't for me. Let's get back to Root. She flips through the yellowing pages of her mission album some more. Is this you with the kind of the short bob sort yeah, of hairdo there? Yeah. Okay. Before I went to Brazil, I thought it would just be so much easier if I cut all my hair off. <laughs> so I did. <laughs> Root's blonde hair is a little longer than shoulder length these days. She's tall and fit and tells me she's 46. Though if she had said she was 35, I would have believed her without batting an eye. Behind her, on her living room wall in Boise, is a painting of Jesus holding a lamp and another of a lamb and a lion lounging together in a field. 
Root grew up in a Mormon family near Boise. After her mission, she went to BYU, the flagship LDS school down in Utah. It was in her last year at BYU that she was first confronted with the idea that she was gay. Had a roommate who we became close and our friendship developed into more of a physically intimate relationship. And that lasted for about a year. I remember being absolutely confused. On the one hand, I felt absolutely wonderful. This connection that I had with this other person was amazing. On the other hand, I was so guilt-ridden. I, you know, I was developing anxiety. At that point in time, I just couldn't commit to a relationship. I mean, there was just no way. And also, I didn't think I was gay it was, the other, <laughs> was the other thing. I thought, okay, this is how I want to feel. I just need to feel this way with a man. So I left and repented and then got really focused on dating a man. And so I spent the next 20 years trying that, dating a lot, frankly. I dated quite a bit and um, could never quite get that same feeling with a man as hard as I tried. Root says deep down, she always knew she was gay. But at the time, that just couldn't be true. So I stuffed that into the recesses of my mind and, and, and just went on with my life and tried really hard to get married and follow the path that I, was, that I had learned that I was supposed to follow. And um, so I spent really probably the next 20 years not paying any attention to what I knew in my heart. The entire time, very active in the LDS church, attending weekly, as well as going to other meetings and activities. Root says when she finally admitted to herself that she was gay, she was Relief Society president, arguably the highest job a woman can have in a Mormon congregation. You probably couldn't get more Mormon than, than me, <laughs> actually. Except for the being single part. You can't overestimate the importance of marriage to Mormons. Without going too far into the unique cosmology, they believe you can't get the highest reward in eternity without being married in one of their temples. So there can be a stigma against singleness. If someone gets into their 30s or even their late 20s without getting married, other Mormons might start to think something is wrong with them. Lori Laney is one of Root's closest friends at church. She was a mystery to me because here was a woman my age and she was attractive She's smart, she's athletic, she's fun, she's all these things. So I thought, hmm, you've never been married, so what's your thing? You know, like, you must have some oddity somewhere. And the more I got to know her, the more I just thought, no, she's the real deal. Heading into her mid-40s, Root had a tidy life, a good career, owns what a Boise real estate listing might describe as a cozy North End bungalow, chickens in the backyard, friends, hobbies, and church kept her busy things got decidedly untidy in July of 2014. I don't know how it happens for most gay people, realizing they're gay, that is. I picture a long internal conversation. Could I be gay? Nah, well, wait, maybe, no, yes, no, maybe. But Root says for her, it happened pretty quickly. She'd been thinking a lot lately about why she wasn't married, because she really wanted to be. 
One evening, she found her mind wandering and realized she was thinking about kissing a woman. That happened pretty often, but she always shoved the images and emotions down fast and hard. Not this time. She says all of a sudden, she knew she was a lesbian. And I remember the moment of just realizing, holy cow, it was really like a, oh no, kind of a moment. Like, just this sense of horror and despair, and this can't be real, and that triggered some really dark weeks and months. Root fell into a deep depression. I had such despair, I had no idea how I was going to live with this, with being gay and being Mormon. I thought, there's no way I'm going to be able to be happy for the rest of my life. And how does somebody go on? I didn't know how I was going to go on. After a while, her friend Lori Laney noticed. And I remember it was in the fall, and I knew something was different. I didn't know what had happened, but I thought, she's not happy about something. And I remember I went to another gal that we go to church with, and I said to her, and I said, hey, have you noticed a difference with her? I feel like she's not happy or something's going on. And she said, yeah, I've noticed it too. So I thought, okay, it's not just me. Root knows a thing or two about depression. That good career I mentioned a minute ago is as a mental health counselor. But she didn't realize how bad things had gotten for her until she started to think about suicide. I knew I needed help and it probably take me a little longer than it should have, I guess, to realize that. But I really just thought, I have to hide this. And of course, from a mental health perspective, that's, that's exactly the opposite of what people should do. But um, sometimes we treat ourselves a little differently than we would a client. But, but as soon as it became dangerous, then I knew I, I need to reach out. I need to get some, I need to get some help. Root went into therapy, which she says helped a lot, and she started telling a few people what was going on. One evening, Root and Laney were out paying visits to some women in their congregation they were assigned to check up on periodically, and Laney stopped the car. And I just asked her, I said, what's going on? You don't seem the same. You don't seem happy. You know, what's going on? So I remember she was sitting in the passenger side, and she said to me, she said, oh, I'm just struggling with some things, and it's kind of personal and everything, and, you know, maybe you didn't want to tell me. <laughs> and then I don't remember how, but I, I think I just kept pushing a little bit. And finally she told me, well, I think I'm gay. And I remember thinking, what, really? And this is horrible to say, but, like, you don't seem gay. I don't know if it was that evening or not, but we had a little chit-chat about it, and she was telling me, her feelings, and I was trying to understand her feelings, and I do remember at one point saying to her, well, do you think you can just choose not to be? <laughs> because if you've gone this long and not really recognized it, I just think life would be easier if you weren't, but easy for me to say. Root told a few other friends from church. She told her parents and her siblings. Although they love me and they expressed their love and support to me. They really had no idea how to help me or even how to be with me while I explored what all this meant for me. Root says she started meeting with her bishop right away. A bishop is the head of a Mormon congregation or ward. He, always a he, doesn't get paid to be a bishop. Unless he's retired, a Mormon bishop probably works a full-time job. He's definitely married and has kids. Root says unlike most people she told early on, talking with her bishop was helpful. But not as helpful, she says, as someone else she was talking to. 
This entire time, I was praying sincerely from the bottom of my heart also on a daily basis and just there's never been a time in my life when I needed that more so that was a constant reading scriptures was a constant even though sometimes I couldn't even understand the words I had you know tears tears rolling down my my cheeks blurring the words on the pages But I still somehow felt um, spiritually fed. So I continued to read scriptures. I continued to pray and try to ask my Heavenly Father, what do I do with this? What am I supposed to do? You can hear the emotion in her voice. Maybe some sloppy noises coming from her big friendly dog chewing on something nearby. When Rude is emotional, she blushes, though that doesn't begin to describe it. You can see the color moving under her skin like a cuttlefish warning a predator. In July of 2015, a year after her epiphany, Root came out to her entire ward. Her bishop and her friend Lori Laney advised against it. I think I got into protective mode of, well, just the people you are friends with, yes, but to go out and announce it to the world or announce it to the church members that you know we go to church with, like, I don't really think it's any of their business. But Root didn't want to hide anymore. So she sent some people emails, then posted it on Facebook, where she figured the entire ward would see it by the next Sunday. You know, that sounds silly, doesn't it? <laughs> Coming out on Facebook, that's really cliche. Root came out at what might have been the easiest moment ever to be an openly gay Mormon. Here's a bit of recent history. A decade ago, the Mormon church's relationship to the LGBT community probably wasn't any worse than most other socially conservative religions, though that's a pretty low bar. Then in 2008, the church joined an effort to get California voters to ban same-sex marriage. The top leadership in Salt Lake called on members to get involved, and they did. According to the New York Times, half of the money for the campaign came from Mormons, and nearly 90% of the volunteers going door-to-door -to, -door to promote the ban were LDS. And not many people can take a message door-to-door -door like Mormons. California voters passed the ban, but it may have been a Pyrrhic victory for the church. It had earned a reputation as being particularly anti-gay in a country where public opinion was continually marching the other way. In the years that followed, it appeared that the LDS church was making a concerted effort to be more tolerant. Leaders started talking about making gay members feel welcome. And Root says her ward was great. And I still haven't ever had anybody be unkind or say anything un unkind or act in any way unkind. I, I really feel like I couldn't have asked for a better word. But a few months after Root came out, the Mormon church lost much of any goodwill it had been accruing with gay members and the larger LGBT community. New guidelines for local leaders were leaked to the press. What has become known as the policy doubled down on opposition to same-sex marriage and forbade children of same-sex couples from being baptized until they were adults. And even then, it required of them what some people see as a public repudiation of their parents' lifestyle. 
Anecdotally, a lot of gay Mormons left the church because of the policy. Root felt very hurt by it, but still wanted to stay, and she says her ward remained very welcoming to her. Root's original plan was to be open about being gay, but to live a celibate life. That's okay with the church. It now kind of acknowledges that people are born gay and probably are gay for life no matter what they do. Though leadership prefers to say things like people struggle with same-gender attraction rather than that they are gay. So as long as gay Mormons don't act on their same-gender attractions, they're not sinning. But Root modified her plan. I decided, well, I, I think I'm going to date. I think I want to I wanna try to date somebody. Of course, I had no idea how because I don't know any... I don't know any gay people. Well, she did know one. I'm Lynette, Lynette Meng. Meng is not Mormon. She is a lesbian, and she'd met Root several years earlier through work. And then just our paths crossed again, and she had a lot of questions about being gay. It was really a struggle for her. So I think we got into that conversation as friends, and, you know, things kind of progressed from there. They started dating. Root talked it over with her bishop. When I decided to do that, I went back to him and said, you know, here's where I'm at. I really want to have love in my life, and I really want to have companionship. And he understood that. And then when I had been dating somebody and I was considering, you know, there might come a time when I want to have a, a whole relationship with somebody, you know, a sexual relationship, I, <laughs> I told him that too in advance. That is backwards in Mormon culture. Mormons don't have to confess all their sins, like Catholics, but they are expected to confess really big ones to their bishop. That includes premarital sex. So countless Mormons have given in to a moment of passion and then gone to their bishops racked by guilt. You don't tell him in advance. I didn't want anybody to think that it was a mistake, that I sort of got sucked into something and, and lost control. I guess I wanted him to know that I was deliberately making these decisions. It was intentional. This is what I want to do. This is what I plan to do. You know, I know the consequences. I, I fully understand what this means. And he offered support, not support for my decisions necessarily, but support for me as a human being and as a member of his ward. I remember one time he said, I don't understand everything. I'm not a scholar of the doctrine, but I do know that you're a member of my ward and I care about you and I love you, and that's really all I need to know. Of course, it couldn't stay there. Root had crossed the line, no, taken a running start and vaulted over the line into serious sin. She was summoned to appear before a group of Boise area LDS leaders, and despite feeling sick with fear, she went. The disciplinary council, what they call it, was respectful. I felt like they cared about me, in spite of what was happening. So after they sort of say, well, this is what we've decided, you, you'll be disfellowshipped. And I left, I felt lighter. I actually felt a burden lifted from me. And I came home and immediately knelt down to pray, which was my habit for any big thing is to pray. And um, I just wanted to kind of check in with, with Heavenly Father and I, felt this amazing sense of peace and calm and incredible love. And I knew that I was going to be okay. And I haven't felt bad about it since. Well, 
I don't regret it, I'll put it that way. Root has been disfellowshipped. She's still a member of the LDS Church, but she can't participate in rituals like taking bread and water once a week. She can't have a job in her ward, known as a calling. She can't go to Mormon temples. She says that really hurts, but she still goes to church on Sundays and gives a ride to anyone who needs one. And she participates where she can, like by volunteering to clean the building. As an ex-Mormon myself, sometimes when I talk to Root, I just want to shout at her, leave the church, just walk away, it's easy, you don't need it. But I don't know, she's not me. Maybe she does need it. So I just put it this way. Why stay? Why not just leave? You know, leaving has never even entered my mind, to be honest with you. Really? Yeah, no, well, you know, it's such a part of who I am. It's a core part of who I am. So to leave would be like ripping my leg off. It's just as much a part of who I am as my, as my sexual orientation. And Lynette Meng agrees. She gets fed by the teachings of the church, spiritually, emotionally. She has good friends within that organization that have been supportive of her and loving that I think to remove that connection would be detrimental to her. The church is her life. Root and Mang have gotten serious. When I first met them last fall, they'd started talking about marriage. And meaning no disrespect here, they're kind of cute. Both of them smile when they talk about the other. In some ways, Root is kind of like a teenager experiencing love for the first time. You know, being in this relationship, I feel much more whole I feel much healthier as a human being. I'm happier. I feel at moments this amazing joy and connection and, and this, this romantic playfulness. And it's just, it's a blast. Remember, Root has wanted to feel this way and wanted to be in a relationship for decades. Her church friend Lori Laney says she's in a good place now. I always knew her as a happy person until this period of time when she wasn't happy. But I kind of think it's been healing for her to open up and be okay with herself, you know. And then she's in a relationship now, which I think makes her very happy. I think this relationship has been a good one, and it's been good for her. And that's been happy for me to watch as well. But that takes us into some uncomfortable ground for Mormons. The church teaches that happiness comes from following God's laws. It also presents itself as an all-or-nothing proposition. Either you believe it or you don't. And if you believe it, you have to believe all of it, including that its leaders are inspired by God. I ask Root how she squares that in her mind. I do believe the leaders of the church are inspired by God, and I do sustain them. The way I reconcile that is I believe that when God has spoken directly to me and has given me personal revelation for my life, I'm going to follow that. There have been times when I stop and I think, what am I doing? This is exactly the opposite of what I've been taught. This is exactly the opposite of everything that I've believed my whole life. And every time I do that, again, I, I kneel down to pray and I check in with my Heavenly Father to say, Heavenly Father, am I okay? Is what I'm doing okay? And every single time without fail, I feel peace. I feel comforted. I feel like Heavenly Father has given me personal revelation that I'm okay and that this is okay. That violates Mormon doctrine. Yes, the church believes God gives people revelation for their own lives, but they're also very into hierarchy and structure and authority. 
so God might tell you if you should take that job offer in Seattle or stay in Boise, but the church is adamant on this point. God will never give Mormons revelation that goes against what his chosen representatives say. Root, of course, knows the doctrine. I know it doesn't make sense, and the majority of members of the church would just say I've completely gone off the rails. I know that a lot of people, including people in my family, because they've told me this, believe that I've been deceived by Satan, that I've just simply lost it. So I, I understand the way I'm perceived, and that's hard. Even though Root is comfortable with her decisions and happy in her relationship, and even though she says her ward is welcoming and loving, she says it's painful. As a gay Mormon, she thinks she can never really belong in church like she used to. There's a little bit of distance there. And silence, that's, that's been one of the hardest parts too, is a lot of just silence. While people are, haven't been unkind, in many cases there's just silence, which feels really lonely. They just don't quite know what to do. And I, I have felt the loss of maybe reputation, or as I used to be seen as somebody who is faithful, a faithful member of the church, I'm not seen as that any longer. now Root is a member of another community, LDS and LGBT. If she can't truly belong in her old one, I wonder if she can be fully embraced by the new one. She thinks maybe not. Well, I continue to go to a church that discriminates against gay people, and I'm a gay person. How, how can I do that? How does that make sense? I need someone to accept a ridiculous request. I need someone to speak for all gay people. Here is, I think, a very good spokesman, and also the one most likely to attempt the impossible at my request. I'm going to ask you how you spell your name, but I think I think I know. My name is Seth Cotterell, S-E-T-H-C-O-T-T-E-R-E-L-L. That's a two T's, two L's, right? Two T's, two L's. My brother Seth was born and raised in Boise. He lives in San Francisco and is a customer support manager at a tech company you've probably heard of. He's gay, got married last fall, though he'd been with his husband for a decade. He's appearing here on behalf of millions of people. That's how I'm going to introduce you, though. I'm going to say okay. Seth Cotterell gay speaks. Spokesman. That's right. <laughs> Seth Cotterell speaks for all the gay people in the world. Um, yeah. That's not intimidating at all or also impossible. He says he has a hard time understanding why any gay person would want to stay in the Mormon church. Why would you even want to do that? I would not want to remain a part of that religion, that community that did not, you know, value me as a person in the way that I think that I should be or that has teaching specifically against the way that I live my life. That seems like they don't want you, so why are you working so hard to, you know, stay with them? Seems like a lot of effort to me and kind of counterproductive if you're trying to live a happy, well-adjusted life, trying to fit your square self into this round hole of their teachings seems like it would be a very difficult thing to accomplish. It's difficult to reconcile the two aspects into a single, coherent, healthy identity, I think. Of course, I know my brother can't speak for all gay people, but I have a feeling that his take on this issue is a pretty common one. 
And he doesn't think a gay Mormon is likely to truly feel at home in either community. You might be able to straddle the two and find some acceptance from both sides, but it's going to be, I feel, maybe, you know, lukewarm. Where Laura Root does feel completely at home these days is with other gay Mormons. She's in touch with people all over the country with similar experiences to hers. And she's getting from them some of the sense of family she used to get from her ward. But Root says she will stay as connected to the church as she can. Her church friend Lori Laney isn't convinced Root can do it indefinitely. I think that if I was in her shoes, I think I would probably say this for long term isn't going to work for me to be a member of this church because I just don't know that I would want to be told all the time or reminded that, hey, this is not acceptable. You would just leave the church? I think I would, probably because I, first I don't think I have the discipline and strength that she has. You stand out, you put yourself in a, in a situation to be criticized, and I wouldn't want that. Quite honestly, I will be surprised if she doesn't wear down at some point because of it and just tire of um, judgment or being told that what she's doing is wrong. But she is pretty strong. Do you think that she'll leave eventually? I'll be surprised if she doesn't. There's a voice that is conspicuously absent from this story, the Mormon Church. Sure, I played you some old clips at the beginning of this, but I don't think this picture is complete without getting the church perspective. But the powers that be in Salt Lake would not give permission for Roots Bishop or any other leaders in Boise to talk to me. I thought they'd at least give me someone in Utah to talk about basic doctrines and policies, but nope. They said they'd worked really hard on their new website and I should just go there. Yes, the website. So after I'd been talking to Laura Root and her friends for a while, the church launched mormonandgay.lds.org. It's meant as an olive branch. Here's high-ranking Mormon leader L. Whitney Clayton in a video on the site. I now speak directly to church members who experience same-sex attraction or identify as gay, lesbian, or bisexual. We want you to know we love you. You are welcome we want you to be part of our congregations. But Root was not comforted or encouraged by the site. She says when she saw it, she felt crushed. The message is, we love you and you can join with us as long as you are either celibate or if you are in a mixed orientation marriage. That's the message, that this is the way to be gay if you want to continue with, in full fellowship. The site features testimonials from gay Mormons who have chosen to live celibate lives or marry someone of the opposite sex. Root feels the site obscures the truth by not talking about the heartache she thinks accompanies those choices. And though she says she didn't really expect it, she had let herself hope the site would show someone like her who was living a gay lifestyle but was still trying to be part of the church. That's not on there. Here's another change since I first started talking to Root. She and Meng got engaged. The dress is hanging up over here. Oh, really? Let me go grab it. Okay. So. Oh, nice. Mainly I was looking for something that seemed semi-modest, that was long. It's uh, sparkly. It's, it's got sequins. Yeah. So that's the fancy part. It's got the sequins. 
there's a shadow hanging over Root's wedding. Once she's married, there's a good chance she'll be excommunicated. In the eyes of the church, she'll no longer be Mormon. I don't want that to happen, no. No, it breaks my heart to think of that. But I don't want to not get married because of that. I don't want to not continue my life. I, I want to get married. And when I think about it, I get excited and I get happy. While I don't want to be excommunicated, I don't want to be kicked out of my faith community for following my heart, basically. If that happens, I, I accept that. I do hope that someday the authorities and leaders of the church are able to get to a point where they can stretch out their arms a little bit more for more people. I hope that we become a church that's much more inclusive than we are right now. And I do pray, frankly, that at some point in time there will be a continued uh, evolution in this whole issue. Uh, I pray for that. I have faith that that will happen. I don't know that it will. I, I hope it does in my lifetime, but it may not. I understand that it may not. That's the Mormon Tabernacle Choir singing. I'm Adam Cotterell, talking, and you have been listening to Some of the Parts, a podcast from Boise State Public Radio. I write it and produce it. Paul Stribling oversees it. Lacey Daly designed the music for this episode. Our theme song is by Up Is The Down Is The. A special thanks to Mitch Main, who writes all over the interwebs about being gay and Mormon in California, for introducing me to Laura Root. You know, when I first told Root Boise State Public Radio was going to do a podcast, she said she'd listen. And when I think about it, I get excited and I get happy. This is Some of the Parts. <laughs>